Welcome to Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. I'm here to help you discover and get clear on how you operate as your best self to create more success, more happiness, and more peace in your daily life and business. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cue the Clarity. I'm your host, Mina Kunlositep. So friends, I'm so excited about this episode because it's been something that's been So like just been, I've just been obsessing about it lately. And it is a topic about adult play. Basically, as adults, we all know this, that we start to get more serious. We start to think that play is frivolous for when we were children. But in this study by Dr. Stuart Brown, it is shown that people that incorporate play into their life, basically human play. They are the ones that are more happy and the ones that are more successful. And this is down to people that are Nobel Peace Prize winners to ordinary people. So Dr. Stuart Brown is a psychiatrist. He's also the founder. He's an author, but he's also the founder of the National Institute for Play. And so he dedicated his career to the study of human play, what it is, how it affects our health. And he really saw that there were devastating consequences for when we suppress our nature of play, right? And as we start to start adulting as we all do, we start to lose that curiosity, that um, preference to going out there in the world and playing and just exploring and being kids and having that curiosity. And what we need to start doing is just incorporating that more into our lives. And so Dr. Stuart Brown, he completed more than 5,000 reviews with play histories of people from all walks of life. And like I said, that includes many Nobel Peace Prize winners and, you know, to ordinary people, but he found that a a person's play experience has a profound influence on the shape and quality of their lives. So very accomplished people tend to have lives that allow and embrace play. And those with unhealthy, rigid, unproductive behaviors are often seriously play deprived. And this is when it comes to people who have, you know, vocations in physics or engineering, all the way to just, you know, working for corporate or entrepreneurs. And he said in the play histories he gathered, he saw that play behaviors were unique to an individual. We all have this innate preference when it comes to playing that can naturally engage each of us. And he came to this model of eight play-based personalities, which he calls play personalities and play personas. So I wanted to go over those eight personas to see how we might all incorporate our preferences of play into our lives in order to elevate our quality of life. And so, like I said, there's eight of them. I came across this study because I started to deep dive back into one of my journals from earlier into 2023, and it was talking about how I wanted to incorporate more play into my life, right? That fun and that play that I knew felt like I was missing that. And so um, when we had our in-person mastermind of the product boss, when I was at the product boss, this was in March, 2023, I actually led a session that was about play and, um, play being practice learning about yourself. And so I felt really drawn to the idea of 
learning about yourself in the activities that you're doing, but incorporating fun into your business, into your life. And But I wasn't quite sure how to do it, right? I wasn't sure how to live it out. And so during that session, we actually played with watercolors. And that was kind of probably when you look back at it, what my preference of play was. I was trying to get back to that. But I also journaled about how I wanted to perhaps do some rock climbing, horseback riding, um, start to work with acrylic skin, maybe scrapbooking, all these different things that kind of would incorporate that sense of play back into my life. And so I think it's really interesting looking at these eight personas because you can be a mix of all these or a, you know, maybe more of one than the other. But I think that it's really helpful in thinking about what your preferences are so you can start to fold them into your life, start to think about the things that you are going to go out there and do and schedule and actually maybe even pay for, you know, if it's classes or travel or whatever it is, but really fold that into your life because it can be so beneficial. Even according to Dr. Stuart Brown, it can be really the difference between being really successful. So he says that you're built to play and you're built by play. So is it that success comes from play or is that play comes from success, right? So in his studies, it really comes from that success comes from play. And so here are the eight archetypes, okay? So we're gonna start with number one, and that is the Joker. So the Joker is, let's just say the class clown when I when I read more into it. And so when with the Joker, are you the person that is the jester, the joker, the, you know, the extrovert that loves to entertain, but in the way that you make people laugh? Are you the life of the party in that you are hilarious and you're the comedian and you really are the person that plays through through comedy, through humor. And so if that is you, then here are some ideas of how you could incorporate some play into your life, right? Again, it is the person that engages in play through telling jokes, doing funny impersonations, maybe playing practical jokes. This is absolutely not me. I really detest practical jokes. Like I don't, even my kids, when they do pranks and that sort of thing, it is probably one of my least favorite things. So Joker for me, I love humor. I love jest. I love puns and that sort of thing, but practical jokes are not my sort of thing. But if this is you, then you can perhaps join an improv um, class. You could um, go to a comedy show. You could do an open mic, whatever it looks like. You could read dad joke books. I only say that because my kids, they actually bought my husband a dad joke book. They are for sure dad joke books. They they kind of give you that cringe sense to them, you know, like how dad jokes do, or sometimes people call them uncle jokes, like in jest, but you could start to do those sort of things and really bring out that humor and start to play around with it and laugh. We all know that laughter is the best medicine. So if that is you and you're the joker, then think about how you can incorporate that um, humor into your life. Also, there is a, a test. I should have led with that of you being able to take this test. And I will actually link it in the show notes and I'll tell you what my results were, okay? So as I'm going through this, then um, figure out which one you are. 
and then you can take that test to verify it. Okay, the next one is the kinesthetic. And so there sometimes when this kinesthetic one is mentioned for this, it was a phrase as kinesthetic. And so it's the same sort of thing, right? It's the person that plays through the moving their body. So the person that might be into gymnastics or trapeze or circus arts or rock climbing or dance. It's basically movement-based play. They celebrate their body's presence and movement out there in the world. So this is the person that might be um, into ballet or um, into jiu-jitsu or any of those things where you are taking the form of play with through your body, through movement, you're engaging in that activity. It could be running, dancing, sports, yoga, swimming, hiking, walking. It really is about moving your body. And so if you are this type of play pers personality, then you might think about joining an organization, playing more pickleball, um, joining some, um, joining some running clubs, um, doing some, what are those called? I think it's so beautiful. These one fabric, fabric exercising. We have it here in Des Moines, but I've always found them to be really beautiful to watch, but it's basically where you take fabric. It's hanging from the sky, the ceiling, and not from the sky, from the ceiling. And you're wrapping your body around it and you're just really just exuding these beautiful movements. And you have to be actually very strong in order to do this in core base. So it might be Pilates or yoga or swimming. But if you practice play through that, and we can, you can kind of figure out which one you are with what you were as a child. So if you were the type of kid that was always running or dancing or jumping or, um, you know, doing, climbing trees, then this is probably you. Okay. So the next one is the explorer and the explorer is someone who does their learning and play through, um, figuring out and exploring new things. And so this can be physical, but it can also be emotional or mental. So it could be even researching a book through or researching, a topic through a book, or it could be physically going to new places. The key word here is new, okay? Or it could be listening to new music. Um, and so the explorer is someone who might want to, if this is you, you might want to try new activities or restaurants or going to new places. It might be traveling locally or domestically or internationally. I've been really, you know, I'm actually not the explorer, um, but on one of the things that I'm trying to do for 2024, I'm trying to find more adventures that inspire me in my own city. And so there's tons of things that I haven't done in my own city. And like I said, you can be a mix of these things, but I think that, um, if you're the explorer, you have this need to investigate and learn and play through new things. So, um, it could even be like sitting on a bench and looking at the different birds. By the way, I saw a blue jay today and yesterday I saw a red cardinal. So every morning with my slower mornings, I've been journaling outside. And 
I feel really proud of myself for doing this because it is freezing out, but there have been plenty of birds out there, even though it is so freezing. It's probably around that 25 to 35 degrees mark. And um, I've been seeing tons of birds, <laughs> been worried about whether or not they're going to freeze, but obviously the birds know how to survive themselves. And I've been seeing a lot of birds and I've just been taking my time journaling outside. I'm bundled up like crazy. My husband thinks I look absolutely ridiculous because he was like, what are you doing out there? And um, I've been journaling out there with my fingerless gloves and just taking it in. So being an explorer could be like when you were a kid, were you exploring the different bugs, the different birds? Um, are you exploring the world in reading and traipsing through the forest? So it could be in that version as well. Okay. So the next one is the competitor. The competitor is someone who likes to keep score, likes to compete, likes to showcase their ability and play through sports. And so competition is a really good thing too. So I don't want to um, make it seem like you are super competitive and sucking the fun out of things because I think it can get to that point and there's a fine line for some of that. But it's someone who likes to win essentially and who takes their energy and is a competitive type of person. Um, and in that way, they like to keep score, whether it be games or sports or in a team sport. And they are a true fan and um, player of competitive sports. So if this is you, wonderful, because you can use that creative or that competitive energy to really play around with any of these activities. So it might be joining a team sport. It might be watching certain sports or games, or it could be hosting a board game um, night or a video game night, whatever it is that has the element of competitive, competitive, oh my goodness, competitiveness to it. And then in a specific set of rules. So that's the thing about the competitor is that they like the structure and they like the thrill of winning. The play is in the thrill of that sport or that competition, okay? Next is the director. So the director loves engaging in play when it comes to planning and executing events or um, get-togethers. And so they're really the organizers of the social world, and they play through throwing parties and creating meetups and really engaging in play and being social in being a leader essentially. And so they organize and they build systems and they might be organizing like little league or a um, church event or um, arranging and hosting a get together event, but they find it extremely satisfies, satisfying in their play of organizing and directing events. And so if this is you, you might organize a meetup or a social get together or a wine tasting or a um, hosting a that same sort of game night, right? And so if you're the director, you find you find play through bringing people together. And so that is another per, um, another person uh, personality of play. Next one is the collector. So the collector is someone who engages and seeks play through collecting interesting objects. 
and or experiences, right? So this person might be collecting when they were little, collecting leaves and rocks or collecting um, different pieces of coins or baseball cards, or maybe it's purses or jewelry or shoes or photographs. So the possibilities are really endless here. And so this person likes to collect. It might be that you find play through going to different, that you go thrifting and finding special pieces. You could go to a flea market or people who share that same sort of passion. You might join Facebook groups that are collectors of different things. And so that is where you're finding play through collecting um and being on the hunt of different things. And so whether it be things that are useful or interesting, but you appreciate that aspect of collecting certain things and you like to showcase them. So sometimes people will collect wine or art or you'll collect um, animals or, you know, garden, you'll garden with um, different flowers or collect different species of different things, but you're an appreciator of those interesting objects or different activities that you're doing. So that is the collector. And so you, again, you might join different groups that have that same, you know, niche interest or, um, maybe join, uh, go to a trade show or a flea market or, any of those activities that bring out that sense of play to you. Next is the creator. And the creator was um, interchangeable with what uh, he called the artist. And so the creator is the person that is at play when they're creating. And this can be the traditional artist who paints or draws or sculpts or um creates in that artistic way, or it can be non-traditional creators. So this could be somebody who is an engineer or a model railroad builder or a crafter or a aquarium owner. And they basically like to imagine new ideas and bring it to life. And that is their sense of play. So they are building or sculpting or painting. It could be singing and knitting, woodworking. It's a lot of creative endeavors, but they also like to fix things or make things or work with their hands and um, kind of build things. I really do think that this artist and creator is one of those that being a creative entrepreneur is probably a lot of us because we like to bring our art to the world, whether it be in products of physical form or um, digital products or goods, but or um, but we like to basically, we like to make things, right? We're creating and making things, whether it be courses or podcasts or um, masterminds or whatever it is, this creator slash artist, I think is really something that a lot of us like to do. And so the creator is someone who likes to enjoy the play of creation and bringing those ideas to life. Okay. So the last one is the storyteller. And so the storyteller is someone who likes to play through storytelling. They tell and they listen to stories. This could be authors or readers of different 
types of books. They craft narratives from ordinary life. So this might be like when you were a kid, you would go out there and you would weave stories about the people that you were seeing. So if you were people watching, you would basically weave a narrative or maybe it's the ducks that you see at the pond. So it could be that you talk about, as my daughter calls them, the couples, the duck couples. What are they doing You know, when they are in that pond? Are they laying their eggs? Are they going to fly south? You start to weave a narrative into that ordinary life, and it's one that fascinates you. And that's how you use your energy in your play is that you start to tell those stories. You're te- telling stories through the ordinary things out there in the world. And so this in real life as an adult, you might be reading certain novels or memoirs and you are creating those stories, right? Immersing yourselves in the thoughts or the emotions of the characters that you create. And so this is really about imagination and adventure as you're weaving it in novels or in watching movies or in theater or in everyday play. So for you, you might think about attending a storytelling group or event. It might be you join a writer's group or you start to write emails from a storytelling perspective or you um, you um, meet different people that might be excited about weaving a children's book or a story in that sort of way. And so when I read through all of these, I thought that I was either the storyteller or the creator. I felt more pulled towards a storyteller, maybe because right now I'm very into reading books right now. And um, and I'm into right now documentaries, watching documentaries and fiction books, which it's been It's been a long while since I've read any fiction books, and I've been just immersing myself into a lot of fiction. Right now, I'm reading um, the Bridgerton series, and um, really just, I've already watched the movies, but the books, I'm reading those for the very first time, and it's starting to tell a different story in my, my brain. And so I thought it was the storyteller, but turns out, I am the artist slash creator, which makes sense because when I start to think about when I was younger and actually not when I was younger, though, when I was younger, I was always drawn to reading books and imagination and um, creating in and creating in my brain, but we didn't have the things where it was like, oh, when I was younger, I felt like we weren't allowed to, or given permission to draw or sing or laugh even. So it's hard to go back into my childhood to what I was before. But when I was at college, I actually even being a poor college student, I remember specifically um, paying for a oil pastels class and it was $30, which back then, $30 back in, you know, 1998, 99, when I was in college, it was a long time ago. $30 was a lot. And being a broke student, 
I still would pay for those classes because it was the first time I ever saw classes that I could attend that were art classes. And so I did a oil pastels class. And then that was when I started to really be into visual visual journaling and mixed media. And I really enjoyed scrapbooking. So when I started to have my kids, I was really into scrapbooking. And actually when I was a senior in high school, I was in art club and I did printmaking and I was really, I won an award from printmaking actually. And I was into photography and um, all these different types of art essentially. And so when I went to college, I got into psychology as well as advertising. And so my degrees are in advertising and in psychology, and it was in the journalism school. And so I like that I was in the journalism school because it was interesting. Like I loved being in that journalism school too. And the mode of communication was in essentially in journalism and marketing and in was in journalism and marketing essentially and and advertising and so i really enjoyed that and so then when i started becoming an adult i started doing less and less of that right i really figured that my business was my art and it was creating through that. But after a while, when you start to hit burnout and you start to think that all the things you create are for the business, for me, it started to feel like it wasn't play anymore. The stakes were higher and it wasn't playful. It wasn't as fun. And so now I'm starting to think of it in a different lens where I started to lower the stakes, basically. What if I just do these things for play and that lends to the success that I see out there in the world with my business? Because it starts to spark different, you know, it starts to spark the muse in me. And so I'm approaching it with more of that lens. And so I actually signed up for a mixed media class at the Des Moines Art Center, and I am going to do more playful things. So one of the things is I bought tickets for a few of the Des Moines Arts, uh, Des Moines Performing Arts Center and these different things that I can take my daughters to for um, performing arts. And so I'm going to tap back into that. I'm excited about that. But I want you to do the same thing. I want you to start thinking about like what that could do for your life and know that in the field of Dr. Stuart Brown of doing his studies for human play and his entire career, he saw that the quality of life and actually the level of success for the people that incorporated play into their lives and did it in a intentional way, they were the ones who had a higher level of of success and happiness, essentially. And the way that they were best able to do that is that they identified their play preference according to the their play personality, and they started to rekindle that in that sort of way. So they identified it and then rekindled their enjoyment of that play and they engaged in it, that engaged sense of play. And so think about which one are you 
um, which one you are and, um, and then start to engage that in your life and schedule that in where you may have lost that play life, right? Where you may have lost it as an adult living your life or thinking like I did where your business is your art and your business is your play. But I want you to think about it as your play is just your play. And how could you live your life in that sort of way by adding to your life, elevating your life by playing more, okay? So I hope that was interesting to you too. I found it to be so fascinating. And again, I'm gonna put that link in the show notes of of the test so you can figure out which one you are. But I really do think that you could pick a lot of different things about those different play personalities. And, and then identify which persona you are and which preference you are so that you could take that innate preference and employ that into your life, okay? And put on that play persona. So if you feel like, oh, no, no, that's not me, just put on that persona and see what happens. And it might be something unexpected in a really great way, okay? All right, thanks everybody. Thanks for being here and I will talk to you later.